Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode here at Fort Worth Roots. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by ShopGWDistrict.com. With over 110 black-owned businesses listing their merchandise, they're going to have something you need, something you want. Go check them out. That's ShopGWDistrict.com. You can also find their app. Go to your app store, look for GW District, and now you got two cool ways to shop. Our guests today are the owners of an Austin-based mental health service provider called Hawk United PLLC. Do you know what psychotherapy is? Well, you're gonna today. Give it up for our guest, Andrew and Jana Green. Thank y'all for being here. Let's start the show. topics so nice. sure. you're certainly not going to say anything that i'd be like well this is over yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think i have any, i don't think i have any ridiculous opinions it's just yeah. there have been times where i've you know said what i some observations and people yeah. have said uh-huh. you know get the fuck out <laughs> i need to know yeah what what is the because there's got to be one topic in your mind that <laughs> sticks out that got you kicked out of a room there, there's a couple well, i want to hear them i really do oh. <laughs> already getting into yeah. it real good yeah for sure so so we're, we're not recording are we oh yeah oh we're we so, <laughs> already so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how this how this shakes out so okay. I'll, I'll just immediately i try to hit the record button because whenever you meet new people you sure autumn you just start talking about you know normal stuff that that people talk about when you're introducing yourself yeah sure. that's stuff yeah. I, I want on the recording so oh sure. very so, nice now, keeping it raw now when it, so with uh since you're new to the podcast world um you might not know this but a lot of people set up these patreon accounts and the patreon account that i have um it's it, it's a way for the fans to kind of support the show mm-hmm. kind of pay for a membership oh, okay sure. so what i do is i put the uncut unedited i mean there there'll be some slight edits like i might improve the audio quality or i might choose to start it at a certain point or whatever but mm-hmm. i put that on the patreon account and then oh. like the free version that's on all the podcast networks mm-hmm. i try to trim that down somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes oh, so that okay. it's not just unbearably long yeah sure, sure. when i first started doing this my episodes were like hour and a half to three hours wow and, and i had people contacting me like bro i want to listen to it but i'm not dedicating three hours to listen <laughs> to you talk to somebody you know <laughs> So got hit the highlights. Right. Yeah. So so what I do now is I'll, I'll cut it down 30 to 45 minutes for for an episode okay. like this and then like the full version goes on the Patreon. So, okay. sure, guys. so anyway, cool. whenever you listen to it, you you're probably going to listen to the uh the trimmed down version. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. fine. I, I couldn't tolerate hearing the sound of my voice yeah. for more than 45 minutes. <laughs> hearing it right now sounds really weird, so I'm like <laughs> you get used to it. You really do. Like sure. cuz when I first started like um I I, I'm of the mentality that it, whenever you start a new project, you mm-hmm. just got to start at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. So there was some preparation in this, but I mean, the nature of it, it's like, I just need to get into it and start learning how to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of that was just getting comfortable with my own voice. Yeah. And it's, it's cringy, especially when you're sitting there for four hours, you know, uh-huh. editing and, and, and trying to improve the quality of it. You're, you're just, you're going back and forth listening to the same clip of your voice and it's, right. it's so cringy, but you do get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But I like, I like that you said that though, because I think that's really important for 
people in general to know is that mm-hmm. if if you're going to be doing something you are going into a new uncharted territory like it's going to be uncomfortable and scary oh yeah but you just have to jump into it that's the only way that With you're going to you right? enjoy it yeah 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 when we when we started our our private practice mm-hmm. i mean our landlord gave us really, really great advice and it really stuck with me. And his advice was, you don't have to have everything all the way zipped up when you first get started. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've always been kind of a fly by the seat of my pants person pretty much my entire life. So when we... we, I'm not. (laughs) Let's get real. When we we quit our last job, Uh we... We gave two weeks notice and we ended up having to leave that day. That, that's a whole story with and of itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, our, our mantra was we, we will just figure it out. Like yeah. right, there isn't any other option. And I think we got Hawk Therapy up and running from from an idea to a PLLC with a, its own uh-huh. bank account and all of that. I think it took us 12 days. Yeah. 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 But it was like heavy duty. Like this is what we're focusing on because I feel like it, we've, we've dreamt about it for a really long time to yeah. do our own thing. Um, because of course, like there's just so much benefit and so much that we take in from like doing our own deal rather sure. than working for somebody else. Sure. Um, and so in the process of doing that, like we talked about it a lot, but you know, I'm a very cautious person, so I'm a little different than Andrew is. Yeah. And so I feel like I had to just really sit with the idea for a little bit before we actually just like jumped and leaped for it. Um, but I feel like COVID, the pandemic really had a lot to do with it. Um, just the desire to say, okay, if, if, if we're going to do it at some point, let's just do it now and see right. what happens. Um, so definitely I'm super grateful that me and Andrew are a team and we just kind of like encourage each other to like, um, go for it and jump and leap for it and just trust that we'll figure it out as we go through yeah. it. it. Sounds like you guys compliment, compliment each other. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> On your Facebook page, it looked like your launch might have been around September. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We, uh-huh. we, we. I, I think our the first day we started seeing patients was September twenty first. Yeah. So we we were just under three Man. months old. So this yeah. is really new. Yeah. This is brand new. Brand <laughs> yeah. new. But, but it, we, I mean, rightfully or wrongfully, with COVID, there was such a high demand for yeah therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, literally every therapist we know is overbooked full. I mean, we're full. We need mm-hmm. it. You probably need some therapy yourselves. Uh, I have a therapist. <laughs> I did. Oh, this is something that people need to know. All clinicians need to have their own therapist. I Let's get real about right, that. For yes, sure. absolutely. <laughs> I, I tell my patients, and this is true, statistically, the profession most likely to seek therapy is other therapists. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of people think that's because, oh, well, you hear a lot of stuff and you got to talk to somebody to you know get that baggage off. And that, mm-hmm. that's actually not quite it. Most therapists see therapists. I think it's about seventy-five percent of therapists have a therapist themselves. Yeah. Um, but most of them see a therapist just because they know the value of having a unbiased, objective person to mm-hmm. kind of talk to. With. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to help yourself before you can help other people, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the same concept with like you can't love anybody until you love yourself, and a huge part of how you do that is to take care of all those components of your internal condition, you know, that spiritual component, like physical, everything. Right. Um, And that can be pretty demanding, especially when we have um, just different people that we work with. Like I I know me and Andrew specialize in addiction and and trauma. So we definitely hear a lot of heavy stuff during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so taking care of ourselves has to be like a really big priority um, so that way we can be there for other people in the way that they need us. So um, you're probably unpackaging a lot yourself at the end of the day, just mm -hmm. because you you probably have to be pretty empathetic and kind of put yourself in the the client's position. That's got to be rough. 
Yeah, for sure. I watch a lot of cartoons. Like that's a big way. That's a big way that I like kind of take a separation right outside of work. Like yeah. you have to have that opportunity for like, because especially if you're working from home, which uh-huh. I know a lot of clinicians are right now, um, because of like uh, COVID, sure. uh, online, virtual, whatever. Um, they because you're working from home, like the separation between work and life becomes a lot harder to navigate. Right. And so, absolutely, you need to have like some sort of way to like create that separation. Like whether it's doing something silly like watching cartoons or going on a walk with the dog or just taking a hot shower to like wash the day off of yourself for sure um doing something to create that like nice separation like uh, psychologically physically whatever what's your what's your go-to cartoon um you know what it varies uh bob's burgers is normally (laughs) a good one that i like to go to um me and andrew like watching um south park Okay. Um, the Simpsons, yeah. uh, Fairly Odd Parents, SpongeBob. You can't say no to SpongeBob, right? That's a, yeah, that's a staple. Yeah, it is. You just gotta. <laughs> and if I'm really feeling it, like if I, I don't know, I have really weird moods, but I either have that cartoon mood where I just really need to kind of create a separation there, right? Or I watch a lot of like true crime shows. Oh no, I do that. It's a weird thing. <laughs> I um. I find that a lot of women seem to yeah. really appreciate true crime. And it's good. It's good how stuff. to get away with murder. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> All my podcasts, like, uh, I don't know if you have Spotify, but so they give you that uh, year in review or something like uh-huh. that for whatever you listen to. And I like primarily all of my podcasts are true crime podcasts that or cycle like psychology, like yeah. Brene Brown, like she has amazing podcasts right now, too. Um, but uh, a lot of like things that deal with psychology or true crime. Right. Just to hey, understand behaviors of people. What's <laughs> your uh, Andrew? What's your go to stress reliever? I mean, we have a dog. He's actually a registered therapy dog. His name is Luigi. <laughs> I've seen Luigi. He's adorable. Yeah, he is, he's a doll. He's the perfect, quintessentially perfect therapy yeah. dog. So <laughs> just having him around is, yeah. is, is, is pretty good self-care within of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've certainly tried. We're not always, well, I say we, I'm not always consistent with it, but we work out very regularly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jan works out regularly. I, <laughs> that's big for me. I actually, yeah. I've, I've been slacking on it. I moved here about two months ago, two and a half months ago, oh. and, and I've kind of let the the training or the, the oh, yeah. gym kind of go to the wayside. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it happens. I went on a run this morning just so I could you know, get myself ready Kinda for this podcast. The, yeah. I wanted to be ready for you guys. I took yeah. a vitamin this morning. Oh, very good. I had breakfast. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> That's self-care. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've been a therapist, including my intern years, for, for 11 years. Yeah. And I tell all of my patients, this is true, I have never had a patient that had a good diet and exercise regimen. Are you ever. serious? Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to maintain those things because think about it. Like when you have a really long day, at the end of the day, like how much are you in the mood to like, make a healthy balanced meal like at the end of the day if you're really depleted you're like okay i just want to get something eat it and then like no and i've been super oh god i'm gonna tell you guys about this and don't judge me yeah (laughs) where i'm from we don't have hat creek oh burgers yeah oh no so i discovered hat creek there's one right across the street from me oh and i'm working 75 to 80 hours a week right now so i do exactly what you're talking about and i did pretty good with the dieting when i first got here because i was kind of you know moving into my new schedule i still had a little bit of free time yeah go down to heb which i love i'd get vegetables Mm -hmm. i'd get all the good stuff and i'd cook for for myself and my cast iron skillet and very good it was it was a good process. Yeah. It's well, kind of gone to the wayside and Hat yeah. Creek has become like a five days away. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> I love Hat Creek, man. You know what? I've I'll, actually never been there. Oh I, I haven't either. I haven't either. I was like, oh no, this is embarrassing because I don't. Well, I mean, if well, now we have to go. Shoot. Yeah, I mean, if, if you have a day where you're going to allow yourself to eat like a glutton, that's <laughs> so Hat good. Creek you is have it. A cheat day. Hat I Creek mean, is it. Double yeah. meat, double cheese. It's so good. Wow, Be you're you're already painting a good picture for us right now. <laughs> So it's happening. And it's probably open like uh, on Sundays. Uh, really? Unlike Chick-fil-A. Who, yeah. You know, we were just, we were just talking, talking about that. that. Yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> I know. They have great waffle fries. I've never had a patient with a good diet and exercise right. regimen. And I try to explain to people, you know, your thoughts and your moods and your attitudes and your behaviors are exclusively a function of your hormones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only three things that regulate your, that influence your hormones is what are you eating? How active are you? And your quality of sleep. Sure. Mm-hmm. So if, 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 any one of those three isn't good, you're, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I notice that those, those things are more impactful the older I get. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think I really could notice a difference with dieting when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm 35, sure. Yeah. If I miss my multivitamin for a few days, <laughs> my mood changes. I'm yeah. not kidding. And yeah. I, I, I think it's because I'm probably deficient in one of the things that go in that multivitamin. Mm-hmm. But, um, I notice a, a serious impact if I, if, like when I'm not running, when I'm not taking care of myself, mm-hmm. not taking that multivitamin, and I have Hat Creek three days in a row, mm-hmm. I, I notice a huge Feel difference. It, yeah. you know? I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I focus? What, that why, fog. why am I so off? Mm-hmm. For sure. And yeah. that, that's the interesting thing is a lot of a lot of people don't realize that their their mental illness is largely due in part to perhaps crappy diet. Yeah, um, I mean, you're mm-hmm. in the most literal sense possible. You are what you eat, and your neurotransmitters. I mean, you, the fat that you eat is it's fat, and the sugar that you eat are the main ingredients that create your neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. So, if your fat and your sugars are coming from you know processed mm-hmm. things. Your your body doesn't know how to break that stuff down as well as it knows how to break down like apples and, and things that we've been eating for thousands of years. Right. Mm. Uh, so a lot of people, it's a shame they go on psychotropic medications. There are definitely people who absolutely need them, mm-hmm. and there are also some who could experience more long lasting benefit from just correcting their mm. you know cleaning up Diet. certain lifestyle mm. habits. Right. I hate using this term. We're going to circle back. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, circle back. There was, uh, when we, we, we kind of went into a series of rants, but we started uh-huh. talking about that uh, time you got kicked out of a room for oh, conversation. Oh, redirecting I'm not, I'm not it. Out, I'm not letting you off the hook. <laughs> sure. okay. Oh my God. So, and, and I, I'm more, I'm always more than happy to have a, any kind of discussion sure. about anything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I, I, I hope I'm not, I hope I don't get, you know, I hope talk therapy doesn't get canceled over no. this opinion I'm about to express. You're, you're in such a safe environment, Andrew. I All promise. Right. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's very You should trust him. His name is Andrew. Yeah, Come on. Andrew's a good dude. Have you ever met an Andrew you didn't like? No, I've no. literally never yeah. met. I met a, a few Brians that I didn't care for. I don't want to talk about Brians. No. Okay. No. Yeah, I, you know what? I, we'll just throw I know that some Brians, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. I wonder if this is the same Brians. It might be. We don't have to. Yeah. The LGBTQIA movement has really taken off, and there's been a right. tremendous amount of um, support that they've gotten. Yeah, and, this uh, is definitely going to get us canceled. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I've, hey. I haven't even expressed an opinion, and I'm sure I've already pissed people off. Um, but we were at a, um, we were at a, I think a uh, training, a, a training for something. for how to treat pe- uh, people who identify as trans. Yeah. And and one of the things that they were talking about was was uh, hormone therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the idea is if you are born male and and you identify as female then they do testosterone blockers and estrogen boosters right Mm -hmm. and so i raised my hand because i I had to 
a perfectly genuine, honest question. I said, right. what happens if you do hormone therapy on a person who identifies as trans, if they're biologically male and they identify as female? What happens if you give them testosterone and block estrogen? And nobody would answer that question. In fact, some one of the girls sitting next to me asked me, why on earth would you ask that question? Yeah. Um, after the fact, she apologized and said, you know, I feel like yeah. I was aggressive in questioning your question, but no one actually answered my question. Yeah. Mm. And it came off as very anti-trans, and it's not anti-anything. It's a, It was a legitimate question. Right. You know, when it comes to, you know, best practice, the idea of, of do no harm, of benevolence and non-maleficence. Mal- maleficence? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... One thing I've always wondered is, you know, we get a lot of depressed kids Mm -hmm. and the depressed kids say, you know, I feel better sleeping 16 hours a day, hiding under the covers, eating Cheetos and watching South Park all day, which for a day here and there sounds amazing, but certainly not a way to live life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think anyone would agree that I would be a lousy therapist if I said, okay, so this is your comfort zone. You feel better isolating and feeding your depression. Just do that. Just, just, just why don't we just be okay with that? <laughs> yeah. People would say I'm, I'm a lazy and lousy therapist. Yeah. What I think is very interesting is statistically people who identify as trans, I think their, their suicide attempt rate, suicide rate is I think about 40%. Through the roof, right? Um, yeah, that's pretty high. 40%. The, oh, do you know what the only other demographic that has ever had that high of a suicide rate is? Probably soldiers. Uh, actually, no. Uh, Jews in the ghettos in the 30s. Oh, my God. Yes. What? In, in, in Poland. That wow. is the And their suicide rate was about 44%. So in what, in what year? Uh, in the 30s. In the 30s? About during the rise of Hitler. Yeah. Uh, so, so one thing that I've always expressed is the idea that it is my, it is my uh, I guess, professional observation that people who identify as trans, being identifying as transgender, it within of itself is a, it within of itself is, in my opinion, a symptom of a personality disorder. Yeah. In other words, the way we define disorder clinically is something that is pervasive, persistent, intense, and meaningfully detracts from quality of life. Sure. You know, I, I've, there are, when you see just the high, high, high level of comorbidity with people who identify as trans and have other things going on, it, 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 it makes me wonder, is, is that it within of itself a symptom or is it, is society sick that we don't accept, you know, uh, people who identify in other ways. Um, one of the things, and one of the reasons why I have strong opinions about this, a long time ago, the very, very, the very first patient I ever had that eventually committed suicide, um, and this happened almost a year after I saw them last. So I don't, I don't. Uh, so my very first patient who actually completed suicide was someone who identified as trans. And what I thought was very interesting is they were deeply involved with the LGBTQIA community here in Austin. Uh, I did family sessions with the parents and grandparents. Everybody was super supportive. Um, Whoever did this person's cosmetic work did a really amazing job. I mean, I, when I first was reading their chart, I actually assumed that the, where it listed the gender, I assumed it was an error because they, they looked like what they wanted to look like. Oh, wow. So here's this person that, Everyone accepts them. They they look like their desired gender, mm-hmm. um, and they ended up offing themselves anyway. And that was one of the very first experiences I had working with with uh, someone who identified that way. Wow. Um, I realized my sample 
sizes very exclusive to people seeking therapy. Right, but that's a, your that's your experience. But that's always been my experience, and so I've always I've I've just always had the question of what if 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 you're male and you say I identify as female, why not it, it, with hormone replacement therapy? Why not do testosterone boosters and estrogen blockers rather than feeding what very well could be an illness? Yeah, and my fear is with with kind of mob mentality and kind of what the what the what's popular yeah is that we're my fear is that we're kind of enabling an illness in the same way that we're enabling depressed people to stay in bed all day because that's what makes them comfortable in that moment yeah so that's my unpopular opinion that's going to get me well, shot one day your your unpopular opinion um is the, the underlying cause of that seems to be something that's affecting every scientific area right now if it doesn't match popular opinion people are turning a, a blind eye or blind ear yeah. or deaf ear to to science Absolutely. right now it needs mm-hmm. to be in vogue or yeah. it's not accepted you had what like 10 years ago professors <laughs> started losing their tenure for saying oh actually there are only two biological sexes you know mm. we can play fairy tale you know as long as you want but yeah. you know, this is the science and that doesn't mean that that person making that statement about science is saying that, you know, there should not be transgender or that it's wrong to be gay or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, to, to have all these different uh, people that see life in a different way or want to live in a, a way that's contrary to their, their biology. That's mm-hmm. fine. But whenever we take science and, and start saying, well, we kind of think, you know, it'd be better if, if science was this way. Mm-hmm. And, and and to to take these people that you know we we for for their entire tenure we've accepted them as professionals in their field and now that their uh, education is contrary to what's popular now we're removing them from their tenured position yeah and and it's not just you know psychology it's mm-hmm. it's everything else including what's going on right now with coronavirus it seems like mm-hmm. you, you you bring up two mm-hmm. extremely profound points. One, I want to tell I, you... I do that a lot, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure what makes a good podcaster. Yeah. You know, when I, when, I, when I had the experience that I shared with you about the, the, the CEU that we were at, I actually went and talked to a couple of doctors and I asked for their opinion. Yeah. Um, and one doctor I talked to basically sighed at me and said, if I don't say anything, I can't say anything wrong and just didn't answer the question. Seems to be kind of the, the base, right? Yeah. You, you, you said something that was, I thought, was pretty spot on, that kind of popular mob mentality... Mm is kind of rejecting science and not even just with, you know, you have people who are saying that the coronavirus um, uh, vaccine is, you, you know, you're going to get microchipped and this, that, and the other blows my mind that be insanely expensive. millions of people believe that, <laughs> that they think they're so important that anybody cares what they're doing in the first place. Yeah. Look, Bob, no one cares to microchip you, dude. But, but the idea that people reject uh, a, um, epidemiologists and people reject science, whether it's global warming, climate change, or or, mm. um, or the coronavirus, or right. or whatever it might be. And then you know you have doctors that are afraid to speak up about certain mental illnesses because people say if if you don't think this is a thing, that means you're a bigot. And it's yeah. like no, I legitimately want to help, and I and it is my clinical opinion that what some people see as helping clinically, we see as enabling. It's destructive, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and how much of this is that the doctor or the physician or whoever is 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 backed into a corner mm-hmm. because they have a mountain of student debt? They've worked their entire lives to obtain this position that they now have, and and they know that if they're not careful, they could have that all revoked. And now it's just a guy that can't practice medicine in that town or that field with all this debt, and that has to be a, a very 
looming fear for every practicing physician or otherwise, you know, right? I mean, they, they don't want to say too much. If I don't say anything, I can't be wrong. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I, I never thought about that. You, the, the, the doctor, in, the specific doctor who made that comment, he was in his 40s. He was also um, of, of color. So I don't know if he, you know, w- when you're in that kind of position and, you know, you, you say the wrong thing, you're going to get slammed on social media. For sure. You're going to have, you know, extremely aggressively critical yelp reviews yeah um i mean you you have you express the wrong opinion and that can be the end of your career yeah, yeah. and this is kind of a new thing you know with sure. the advent of social media and everybody Absolutely. having an opinion and mm-hmm. no cancel culture is, is a little the oh, yeah. idea that people can't disagree and if i say something you disagree with your response is either to just block me out of your life or start attacking me as a person mm-hmm. yeah i mean this is why I'd, it's it's so hard to you know, yeah. I think this is why there's such a great divide, especially politically. But that's, that's very contrary to Absolutely. what you practice, too, because a lot of what you do is about self-development mm-hmm. and, sure. and progressing Absolutely. as a person. Right. So, I mean, if you can't have a conversation with somebody that disagrees with you, yeah. how are you ever going to learn? Mm-hmm. I explain this to all of my patients. We don't realize it, but by default, we take everything personally. When someone cuts you off in traffic, you're taking it personally, whether you realize mm-hmm. it or yes. not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. So, so, <laughs> and a lot of other people. <laughs> so what a lot of people don't realize is is when when someone expresses a different opinion, even if it's not anything attacky, you know, if you're pro-life and I'm pro-choice, if if when you get mad because I have a different opinion as you, um, it is because you're literally taking it personally, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if people could improve their ability to think a little bit outside of themselves, mm-hmm. put themselves in the other person's shoes to better understand where they're coming from. Yeah. W- one of the things that I found rather despicable was, you know, I, I work with a number of doctors, a number of very, very intelligent people who are very pro-Trump, which I thought was very curious. Mm-hmm. In fact, one person I'm friends with on Facebook who's a doctor, he's pro-Trump and he's Hispanic and gay. Yeah. And so it's, <laughs> it leaves you scratching your head. Right. Wildly outside of the typical demographic. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yes. So a lot of people, because we, we used to work together at a hospital, a lot of people I know just, just blocked him, unfriended him. Oh my God. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, he's a, he's a doctor. He was in the Air Force too, by the way. Nice. Um, he's a doctor. And I was like, did it, did it ever dawn on anybody to at least ask this person like why they believe something or support mm-hmm. something that, yeah. that you yourself don't, you know, mm-hmm. better understand it rather than immediately dismiss it, no matter mm-hmm. how reprehensible it feels in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish. And, mm-hmm. and once upon a time, I actually had a patient that, I don't know if I can say this, I had a patient that had meaning, you know, it was covered in ink that was uh, very white supremacy based and would okay. make extremely anti-Semitic comments. Okay. I only saw him for a few weeks. Uh, he never, goodness, he never found out I was Jewish. Um, <laughs> but but the, he didn't know. Okay. But, you know, the thought occurred to me, like, I mean, I remember when he first started talking about how you know, Jews, yeah, I'm not even going to right. regurgitate the things yeah. he said. But I mean, I remember like feeling that initial sting and I'm like, oh, this guy, I'm going to be super passive aggressive at him. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I'm taking this personally. My, right. My job is isn't to you know Mm -hmm. he is this way because something happened where he became so hurt that the only way to cope with it is to figure it was to hate other people yeah Mm -hmm. and like i got that i'm very sympathetic to the guy sure it was no surprise to me that he had a pretty deep abuse history yeah um so i mean people you know hurt people hurt people yeah Mm -hmm. and so if, if someone is supporting a candidate that you believe is a candidate that hurts people it might be wiser 
it might be wise to understand what hurt did you experience to where you support somebody who hurt somebody mm. else. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, you know, and, and people will disagree with me and say, no, Trump hurt nobody, and, and he's the greatest president yeah. ever, and is, you know, the second coming of Christ himself, and, and you know, they, and they're entitled to their belief. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, I try to tell people, and this is true, I'm a very, very, very libertarian person. Yeah. I'm a strong believer of, if you identify as a giraffe and you want to marry a shoe, go for it. Just, just don't send me a bill. <laughs> um, I, That's such a perfect way of putting it. Well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, sure. all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I really have no problem with somebody creating whatever version of reality they need to so, so that they can feel happy and comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. life is, is chaotic and is, is just utterly horrible unless you really, you know, grab it by the, grab it by the reins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a, um, What's interesting is as I'm talking about the trans stuff and the Trump stuff, uh, there were, I'm, I don't know if you know who Carl Jung was. Help me out. A lot of people pronounce his last name Jung. He was a contemporary of Freud. He and Freud were basically the John and Paul of psychoanalytic okay. theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Carl Jung is probably, in my estimation, the most interesting person who has ever existed. Can we get him on the podcast? He's dead. Oh. <laughs> and I don't think he speaks English. Day late, dollar short. <laughs> uh, it's like 60 years worth of days late, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I had to do it. Sorry. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that's yes. wild. But he died probably before i don't know when he died 40s or, anyway anyway jung had a had a, a theory called postmodernism or otherwise known as postmodern objectivism okay and here's the trippy thing about this philosophy it's the idea that there is no singularly correct version of reality and whatever you believe is true is yeah and so to the extent that the doctor treating somebody for psychosis because that person believes he's Abraham Lincoln reincarnated, meant to assassinate the president. Um, The person who thinks they're actually Abraham Lincoln reincarnated, if they're indeed psychotic, in their version of reality, technically they're right. And postmodern objectivism is the idea that if you're an atheist and I'm an evangelical, technically we're both right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what I find very interesting, and the thing I try to encourage people to think about, is all those people that think that you know the Hollywood elite are actually reptiles in human body form. I mean, those people think that is as true as you or I think the sky is blue. Sure. Um, there's also something called Brandolini's Law, which is the idea that the amount of bullshit it took for you to believe a lie it will take at least that much bullshit for that lie to be able to be knocked off and replaced with something else. Yeah. So it, it's it's very interesting just seeing how just people just kind of believe things and there is there, there is no there really is no telling them that they're wrong. People in my mm-hmm. opinion only change their religious and political beliefs based on their own personal experiences. Sure. I've never mm-hmm. heard the person say um Wow, you're right. I am stupid. You are right. I'm going to change my opinion. We were just talking about something similar last night where people can place a lot of focus on why, why, why versus Mm -hmm. how. Like, how can I navigate this? How can I understand better where this person is at? Because you're absolutely right. We're all in... we're all in different journeys, which is why I really appreciate Young's view of like, you know, your truth is your truth because mm-hmm. it's something that you're personally experiencing. So not to diminish other people's ideas or understanding of what their world is like or what makes their world what it is, right. um, but being able to 
like have that like experience of like empathy, like seeing the world of another person versus having that black and white. No, you're good. Having that black and white thinking of like, no, it's either like this or it's not at all. Right. right. Um, and that makes it so hard. I feel like that, that makes it easier for people, um, whether it's our country, whether it's the people that we're surrounding ourselves with other professionals, whatever, um, even at work, our colleagues, um, it creates such a separation rather than an opportunity to connect and become more cohesive, especially during this time where there's a lot more, um, emphasis on like this bit of isolation and in whatever way everyone's working from home, whatever. So you're having to really, sit with yourself and reflect on like how you know how do i navigate these things instead of asking like why aren't you just thinking about it like this right that's just not that's holding on to an expectation that's going to lead you to a disappointment yeah well i think i've done a a pretty fair job of surrounding myself in an echo chamber of people Mm -hmm. like you that are you know introspective that Mm -hmm. that like to kind of self-diagnose or Mm -hmm. see the world and 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 as many different ways as they can to fully yeah. understand and grow as a person. I'm, yeah. I'm finding people like this that want to sit down and That's have awesome. conversations. Yeah. Sure. So I'm, I'm starting to kind of get a distorted version on my frequency mm-hmm. that maybe people are kind of moving in that direction of self exploration, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, trying to really figure things out. Sure. Do you think that maybe as a society we're moving in that direction or is this just kind of my echo chamber? Um, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, right now I feel like it's in the midst of transition Um, I feel like we have been in a transition for a while now and I mean there's no yeah (laughs) Um, but it's I mean it's not there's no time frame like the the beauty of like living the human existence is that there's not going to get you're not going to have a structured time frame of like oh this is when it's going to happen at what age are you done with your base understanding or your base personality oh boy you know what question. yeah so give, give me an age range <laughs> so I, I i i pull from um erickson's stages, stages of development, development yeah. uh-huh. you know one thing that i tried to when do to answer your question when does somebody develop their own personality you pretty much are depending on who you ask some psychologists say you are who you are by the time you're five mm-hmm, some say yeah. 16 some say 23 mm-hmm. uh, the doctor that i would mention earlier in the podcast when i asked him his opinions about uh, uh people who identify as trans uh-huh. i asked him the question you just asked me and his response was somewhere between age one and 99 oh shit so, <laughs> okay so t- t- well that's fair <laughs> he can't be wrong right no. I, I, i'll say his name his name was dr khan and, and and we always joked if any one of us ever had to go to court for something you want dr khan to be your witness because he is so good at non-answers <laughs> we should let dr khan know that he needs to come on the show here at fort worth Root. dr khan we'd love to have you <laughs> he, he, he was he was probably one of the most interesting doctors i ever got the uh, privilege cool. of working mm-hmm. under so really really interesting guy um when i when I went back to go get my doctorate, uh-huh. one of the I think the very first class I took was was advanced theories of personality, and like okay. in the very first chapter, it said you know forget everything you think you know about human psychology, right. which is the most like hackneyed thing to start a book with. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but oh my god, no, I, I'm not making this up. I would have to come out to Jana every couple of hours and be like, my mind hurts from what I'm reading, and I don't know how to process this brand new information. I, yeah. I don't want to read that book. It, it, yeah, I don't think I can yeah. you can't it. unread it. You can't yeah. unread it. It's and it, you could tell how much he was really getting into it by yeah. how like high his hair was because when, he, <laughs> when he's thinking, he like he does one of these things. I do that, and too. so oh, if he god. if he walks out and gets something to drink and his hair is really high, I'm like, ah, he's really into it, isn't it? <laughs> so it's going to be okay. So one of the things that, that I had read that, that really took me a minute to just internalize is the idea, you know, going back to just how you develop, you know, your, your prefrontal cortex, you're the very last part of your brain to develop, uh, for women, their brains don't finish developing till they're 25 for you. And I was 30. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where the personality is, right? Well, the personality is, so who who you are is, is, is half of who you are is your parents and there's no escaping that genetics genetics yeah. exactly um, so what, what happens is for the first 20 years of your life you don't realize it but literally every thought you have is not your own it's a thought somebody gave you makes sense and when we're having internal dialogue some of us don't realize what voices are ours and what voices are our parents or mm. our friends or societies or whatever mm. it might or the be the TV or the TV yeah. or the talking head on the news or, or Facebook whatever it might be. Yeah. <laughs> or Facebook yeah or all the other portals that are there <laughs> so, so so a lot of people um, you know their, their, their personality basically unless you are consciously aware of it you are damned and doomed to be one of your parents yeah um you really have to go out of your way to change whatever it is that you're trying to change that's mm -hmm. why things in society things in cultures tend to be cyclical uh, and tend to be patterned okay mm -hmm. um you know they t talk about you know the cycle of poverty and things like that or the cycle of abuse you generational know, curses generational yeah, curses absolutely yes. yeah, unless you really go out of your way to do something about it you're mm -hmm. you're 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 doomed to repeat the the mistakes of your folks. Mm -hmm. um, now, what's interesting is when we talk about the idea of free will versus determinism. There's the question of do you you even have the capacity to change? Mm -hmm. You know, for people who flounder or have failure to launch, there's always the question of well, how much choice do they actually have over you know their um, the outcome of their lives? Right. Really, unless something meaningful happens you kind of are who you are yeah and even if you even if you're an addict who finds god and you know you become super charitable mm -hmm. at your core you know you're still you still are who you are right um so i i, I think personality is rather immutable mm -hmm. you know and and the, the question is to what extent does one really have really have control over their personality and their behaviors what is the difference between somebody that has a hundred tattoos, fifty bumper stickers, uh, a different color hair every week, and then somebody like me, I have zero tattoos. Mm -hmm. I don't have one bumper sticker. You look at my walls. I mean, it's I don't I don't seek out to to kind of differentiate or self identify or something like that. And then mm -hmm. some people are just hyper focused on being their own special snowflake. Is it because I watched Fight Club too many times? <laughs> Excellent movie. One of my favorite. Yeah. I've probably seen that movie a dozen times. All singing, all dancing, crap of the universe. Oh and, and, you, and you never know Edward Norton's character's name. Whoa. Hey, spoiler alert. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Hey, if you haven't seen Fight Club by now, get out of here. Oh, I'm kidding. You can stay. The, I think the way that movie ends, the song that the movie ends on, Where Is My Mind, probably the most tasteful ending to a movie I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Start to finish, one of the most perfect cinematic adventures I've ever seen. Love that yeah. movie. Yeah. To, to, to answer your question, I, I think people who appear to overly express their individuality will uh -huh. say, 
um, more often than not, I would assume have some discomfort within themselves mm. um they feel like they need to be this rather expansive um you know perhaps you know you know ter- terminally unique person to feel like they're they have value to feel like they're mm. valid to yeah. feel affirmed or whatever it might mm-hmm. be hmm. yeah i so, you know what and and just jumping piggyback offing of that like i mean also another thing to consider is like when people are putting that kind of effort to show who they are or maybe figure out who they are um they're experimenting with all these different things to find out like who am i really and that can be an indication of um not really being seen or heard growing up too so like Mm. there's so many varying factors of like why people engage in certain behaviors or do certain things so the Mm. idea that licking doorknobs is going to help build up a stronger <laughs> immune system is not the correct idea huh you know as Gina was saying you know, <laughs> keep it in practice it's it's it not, almost nothing is on the extremes mm-hmm. you know if you use antibacterial soap 18 times a day you know That's you're bad. killing off the normal flora right. yeah um you know if you're wiping with your bare hand and then eating a cheeseburger i wouldn't recommend that either cody halford uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't know who that is no it's okay, you okay. Don't need to. Uh, the, but he knows who he, he knows he knows what he, he knows. did <laughs> What movie was that? I don't remember. Me it's and my sister get... have been saying that for years. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. Talk about eating with crappy fingers. Yeah. Got side real. Psychotherapist is an umbrella term for a variety of different. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a therapist is an umbrella term for occupational therapist, right. speech mm-hmm. therapist. Mm-hmm. Psychotherapist is its own umbrella term. Jana, her licensure designation is a licensed professional counselor, mm-hmm. LPC, and licensed chemical dependency oh, counselor. Congratulations. Why? Thank you. That's not easy to get. <laughs> so, so, so her and master's level degree. So an LPC mm-hmm. is a form of psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm an LCSW, a licensed clinical social worker, master's degree. That's a form of psychotherapy mm-hmm. okay. so, psychotherapy uh, some people take the approach of how is this person's mind impacting how they view their environment mm-hmm. some people take the approach of how is this person's environment impacting their mind the good part about us being extremely complementary is we really take both into account how is mm-hmm. one feeding the other which is reinforcing the first thing mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so psychotherapy I, a lot of people um, a lot of therapists are really jumping on the meditation stuff let me go ahead and say once upon a time, I was a huge skeptic of meditation. I thought it was kind of hippy-dippy bullshit. <laughs> and I like to explain to my patients, science does not care about my uninformed opinion. Yeah. And, and what we have found is people who meditate even 10 or 20 minutes a day, it has the same restorative effect on the brain as a good eight-hour sleep, assuming you're meditating correctly. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Right. What? Absolutely. It's like, uh, and depending if, you've, if it's maybe five, seven minutes, it's like you're taking a 15, 20, 30-minute nap. So... I've, I've like you. I I used to think it was all hippy dippy bullshit. Sure, um, but I'm I'm hearing more and more people just talk about the power of you know first thing in the morning just mm-hmm. spend a little time with yourself. Totally, yes. you know, write down some notes, go over what you're going to do for the day. Just spend mm-hmm. some time chilling out and yeah. thinking. Sure, yeah. And it it sounds like the more I I hear other people talk about it, um, that there's not really a a, a, a perfect way to do it or mm-hmm. you know there's not a there's not a practice that you need to follow in order to achieve what you're talking about you mm-hmm. just need to dedicate that time to yourself sure 
Would you pretty much agree with that? I think you said the most important thing was there is no singularly correct way to meditate. Even if you're trying to meditate and you feel like you're not doing a good job, that within of itself is meditating. Mm -hmm. Um, There's Mm -hmm. metacognitive meditation where you're thinking about your thoughts. Uh, There's physiological meditation, body audits, where you're just focusing on physiological Mm -hmm. sensations. you know, there's a meditation exercise called breathe in strength, breathe out bullshit. You know, it's a little more, <laughs> a little more modern, I guess you could say. Yeah. So there really is no wrong way to do it. But mm-hmm. the, the idea is think of your brain as a car engine. You know, you can't just keep it running all the time. Mm-hmm. Meditation is basically popping it into idle. It, it's still on, but you're not wasting any gas. Mm-hmm. You're preserving, you know, you're, you're preserving the engine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way that society is, we really uh, just don't have, First of all, meditation really ought to be. The Dalai Lama said, "If everyone learned to meditate by age eight, there would be peace on earth." And I can't say I disagree with the guy. Yeah, um, you know, no, that sounds good to me. Stress is the antithetical <laughs> to peace. Um, but um, no, I mean, there's there's there is a lot of good research out there about meditation. Mm-hmm. It's something that I yeah. certainly wish I knew a little bit more about myself. Well, I'm going to start tomorrow. That's it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Why, why, wait, why, Do why, it. Why, why wait till tomorrow? Yeah. Why not? We're podcasting. We're busy. <laughs> sure, right sure. Sure. <laughs> Can't well, put it in idle just yet. Yeah. Well, a lot of the other thing, uh, the other thing, Andrew, is when it comes to meditation, there's a lot of people don't realize it, but, but when you're working with your hands, you dip into a meditative state. Mm-hmm. When you're doing some kind of repetitive task, you dip into a meditative state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different, Kind of like they say, good therapy doesn't always look like therapy. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. meditating doesn't always look like meditating. Mm-hmm. There's some one of my other favorite, just like, just factoids is is you actually cannot. It is literally impossible to think logically and emotionally at the same time. Yeah. Um, your logical neuropathways and emotional neuropathways completely separate, completely separate yeah. different regions of the brain. It's like saying you can't drive on 35 and Mopac at the same time. Right. You can go from one to the other, but you can't drive on both. For at those the same of you time. not in Austin, mm-hmm. those are parallel highways here in the Austin area. <laughs> yes. So what's interesting is because you can't think emotionally and logically at the same time. Um, your your logic brain and your emotional brain really can't communicate to each other, yeah. mm-hmm. which is problematic because as we learn lessons in life, it stores that information into the emotional brain. And mm-hmm. even if we later learn that that lesson is wrong, the logical brain can't access the emotional brain to correct it. So when we learn things, we learn it emotionally. We do not learn it logically? Correct. Oh, wow. Um, for instance, you're... Okay, so most people don't remember... The first time they touched fire. I assume you don't remember the first time. I remember fire. the first time I burnt the shit out of my hand. Um, okay. <laughs> do you remember the first time you breathed underwater? Breathed underwater. I man, I, I was a weird kid. They just threw me in the pool, and I was a swimmer. So wow. I don't know. So yeah. there. Were, my guess is is that okay. So so I'll, I'll use. So for most people, they don't remember the first time they touched fire or the first time they breathed underwater. But those experiences embedded something in the emotional brain. Yeah. Fire mm-hmm. is dangerous, don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Water will make you drown, don't breathe under it. Right. So what, what those lessons do is they inform how we should think and feel and act in future situations. When we see a burning building, the logical brain isn't thinking, hmm, what does fire mean? Mm-hmm. The emotional brain triggers a fight or flight, and then it triggers the logical brain of what do I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens is as we go through life, we learn all of these lessons, and sometimes they're wrong. Um, right. For instance, if you're... Neg- if I, I mentioned at the very beginning that we take everything personally. Right. Mm-hmm. So especially as kids, every situation we run into, we we translate it through the lens of what does this say about me? Mm -hmm. 
So if your parent says you're too emotional, if your parent says you're a brat, if your parent says you're stupid, you actually are going to internalize those truths, even though they're not necessarily true. And again, even if you get older and you realize, oh, I'm not stupid, oh, I'm not ugly, oh, I'm not this, that, or the other. Still can't quite shake it. You still The, the mm. logical brain cannot access the emotional part of the brain where that information is stored. It's mm. called the nonverbal part of your brain. Words literally have no impact. Damn. You guys are full of knowledge. <laughs> we have I'm going to have to bring you back on. Can we do that? I oh, can yeah. come to you next time. Oh, sure. We would love to That'd have you. That'd be so nice. I, yeah. t- I tell people all the time because a, a lot of, t- I always give people the option. I can come to you. You can come to me. And sure. lately everybody's been coming to me. I'm like, I, I can come to you too. I, yeah. I, I actually, Let me help. I have That's a music awesome. room. I don't have a, I don't have an EQ thing like you do. No, no, this comes with me. This is all just yeah. We can we can set you up. We can make breakfast. Like, hey, have a have a breakfast. Yeah, I make really (laughs) mean French toast. Okay, yeah, it's brioche. I married her for more than just (laughs) her brains. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Um, all right. So y'all have a clinic. It's over in yes. the Bee Cave, Bee Cave area. Yes. Correct. Also, before we go any further, yeah. Hawk stands for happiness, achievement, wellness, and knowledge. Right. All of nice. the components that every human really wants. So, you know, you, we wanted to collaborate and bring in like uh, all of the things that people would want to really like take into themselves or grow into. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of where Hawk came into existence. And for the Fort Worth Roots listeners, uh, found a lot of value in their page. You can find them on Facebook. It's Hawk Therapy or right. yeah. Hawk Therapy, We're Hawk Therapy. PLLC. Right. And our website is hawktherapyatx.com. ATX. You'll have just a lot of awesome, interesting little tidbits uh, on there. Thank so you. keep it up. I yeah. love it. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I tell people that, that most most people know the answers to their problems. They just don't know that they know it yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of therapy, when we, I'm, I can tell just from talking to you, just from how you've responded to the things Jana and I have said, where mm-hmm. a lot of what we're saying, it's like, oh, I didn't know I already knew that. Right. Yeah. right. Like it's so intuitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of therapy, I feel badly because a lot of people feel stuck and getting unstuck is rather simple, mm-hmm. but it's impossible if you don't know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just have somebody help yeah. you tune into the right frequency. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. That's Absolutely. cool. Well, thank you all again so much for being here yeah oh, thank, thank you, you. i'm thank dead you serious i would love to do this again so you know absolutely maybe i'll have a, a project coming up that you want to come on and talk about or something i'll give you a link to this and you can use it however you want sure it's awesome this is a great opportunity to kind of talk to your uh maybe per, uh, potential clients or sure just kind of let people know a little bit more about you and i promise it's going to sound great yeah well, once we, 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 we are kind of in a hurry up and wait thing until covid yeah like everybody else yeah, yeah. But, but with the i mean the first round of vaccines have come out our hope is that once everything's under control we can finally start our group programming yeah, um, yeah. so around that time really which i excited hope is, to do that you know beginning of next month we can definitely mm-hmm. um, i'm gonna be i i I love talking about this shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> I literally do it oh, for and, a living. Yeah. So. You can tell. I, I'm, I'm enthralled by it, too. So oh, sure. it, it's, it's, it's something awesome. that really keeps my uh, attention. Yeah. And I, I was way too excited to have you guys on. Oh, uh, I, I tried not to fanboy out when you got here, but this, <laughs> okay. was, this, was, this was exciting for me. And I want to talk more next time about your LPC. And you, cause you, yeah, are you absolutely. still on your 5,000 hours of... Oh, no, I'm fully licensed. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm working on being EMDR certified. Mm-hmm. I have everything already. I've done EMDR since 2015. Yeah. So Jesus. when I first got into the field, that was the first thing I did in training. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very fortunate to have gone through that experience. Yeah. Um, but I'm working on that certification uh, so that way I can be able to play 
place more focus on EMDR because I that's where I specialize the most in trauma. That's incredible. Um, so for the listeners, yeah. you need to look that up, see what is required for that kind of training. This lady's a monster. <laughs> that's incredible. The Congratulations. Good kind of the good kind yes, of yes. Not Thank the kind you. of monster that causes trauma. No. Thank you. Yes, no. yes. No, no trauma-inducing no. here. It, 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 I mean, it is a compliment. <laughs> in all seriousness, I can't emphasize this enough. If, if you have trauma, the best most thorough, quickest way to cure it, to resolve it, is mm. EMDR treatment if you yeah. are mm-hmm. somebody for whom EMDR treatment is... Um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and t- I mean, and I would definitely suggest kind of what we started talking about in the very beginning of, like, something can look very, like, daunting and scary because mm-hmm. EMDR is not like talk therapy. It's a little different, yeah. but to just be open to the experience, that's all you really need to get to. And then everything else will fall into place just as long as you trust the process. Yeah. Um, So even if you're scared, go for it. For sure. What's stopping you? Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. uh, Thank you so much. We'll have you on soon. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. Oh, I got to do this. Oh. I like the the crunchy news. This was an incredibly fun episode. I really did enjoy myself. I got to talk to somebody about a subject that I really enjoy, so that's always good it's always good when i'm entertained i hope you the listener were also entertained and a big thank you to andrew and Jana green i've made myself two really good friends here in austin these guys are awesome they hung around a little bit after the episode after the recording we got to talk about guns and cool stuff and anyway i like them they're good people we're gonna have them back on real soon so uh Anyway, Andrew, Jana, thank you very much for coming on the show, and uh, it was an honor, and I'm looking forward to recording with you very soon. Um, Let me, where is it? Where's the notes? Come on, Andrew, get on top of it. You can find their information at their Facebook page, or you can go on over to www.hawktherapyatx.com, find all of their stuff, and... uh, just from a personal level. I found their uh, Facebook page to be very entertaining. It's uh, it's positive messages they got on there, but through the uh, humor of Jana and Andrew, they have uh, put together an entertaining assortment of posts for you. So it's worth following. And they might give you some, some good insights for your day. You need it. You know you do. Go check them out. That's Hawk Therapy, P-L-L-C. Don't miss out. That's it. That's that's the show right there. Uh, thank you all for, for tuning in and listening to this. I, I say it every time, but I sincerely mean it. When you listen to even one episode of Fort Worth Roots, it shows up on our analytics, and uh, I, I appreciate it immensely. Thank you. Um, I am trying to foster an environment uh, that's uh, a little, little more hands-on. I'd, I'd like to hear from you guys. Yeah, you listening right now. If you would send a uh, MP3 file... Just telling me a little bit about what you think about the show. I'd be happy to listen to it, maybe even use it on one of the shows. Um, Yeah, you can send me an email. You can send me an MP3 file. You can send whatever you want to media at fortworthroots.com. 
maybe you've got some input for the show. Maybe I should have asked Jana a different question. Maybe I should have brought something up for Andrew to answer. Maybe I did a terrible job of covering psycho psychotherapy with these people. You need to tell me. I want to do better for you. Anyway, it's mediateforwardsroots.com. Awesome. Remember, if you're listening to this on the podcast platforms, there's also a YouTube channel. And so there's videos there for you to enjoy our beautiful faces right there on your tiny little phone. Or if you're listening to the video right now or watching the video, rather, we're on your favorite podcast platforms. I'm there. I made sure we were. And now we're on GeoSavin. GeoSavin is a India-based podcast platform. And um, we're picking up listeners in India. So to our friends in India, hi, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. And uh, you're also welcome to send us emails, media at fortworthroots.com. If you want to find us on social media, it's Fort Worth Roots on, on everything, even that new one, Parlor, that I don't understand why or how to use. But we're there. We're everywhere. I hope you're having a good day. And I will leave you with this beautiful outro song that Roadcaster provided with the purchase of the device. Thank you guys for listening to the show. I will see you next week. Goodbye.